The following episode of Three Fearless Questions was produced in 2019. It's important to acknowledge that since then, a lot has shifted and changed within our society. However, the Brand Lab believes there are many lessons to be learned and sentiments to be shared within these pre-recorded sessions. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Brand Lab's Three Fearless Questions, brought to you by the Brand Lab, whose mission is to change the face and the voice of the marketing and advertising industry. This is Olivia House, your Brand Lab student host, and I'm here today with our very special guest, Keith Ellison. Keith Ellison was elected to the Minnesota House of Representatives in 2002. In 2006, he was elected to the United States Congress, serving as its first Muslim American. In 2018, he announced his run for Attorney General of Minnesota and won, making him the first Muslim person and the first African American elected to statewide office in Minnesota. Keith, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, I'm so excited to be with you. Thanks for having me, Olivia. Yes, of course. So, Keith, when was the first time you became aware of your own race? Hmm, good question. I think I must have been around five or six uh, because I knew I could look at myself and I could tell that I was brown and my parents were brown and I could, my brothers were, and I, could, I knew that as a fact. I knew my colors when I was, I don't know, a year and a half, maybe two. But I knew that it had a political, that it meant something, you know, mm-hmm. when I was a little kid uh, and I was helping my, um, one of my relatives uh, sell newspapers and I handed uh, the guy a newspaper and he said, I don't want that black paper. And, uh, it, it, and, and I handed him the other paper and he took that and paid my uncle and went off. And I said, well, what is the paper is clearly not black, Unc, so what does he mean? I mean, the paper's white and it has black writing, but it's not a black paper, so what does he mean? And then my uncle started telling me about, you know, the uh, the black press and the history of it and how uh, African-American news was transmitted through things like the Michigan Chronicle and, you know, other, you know, African-American news organs that were prominent, you know, um, for so many years. Um, and uh, that... Uh, that's the first time I ever remember anybody. Uh, th- that's the first time I knew it, uh, that it mattered mm-hmm. that I was that I was brown. Wow! Thank you for sharing that story. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving on to the second fearless question, fearless question two: When was the time you felt included or excluded? Hmm, that happens to me multiple times a day. You know, life is just one long series of inclusions and exclusions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I feel really lucky uh, that I was raised by a person who taught me that because, you know, I never really went through a lot of anxiety when it comes to just doing what I think I need to do. So I don't know if I answered your question well <laughs> enough. <laughs> no, thanks. Um, and back to your story about realizing that you know, there was a difference between you, like having brown skin and things like that. Did that open your eyes in any other situations when you felt like uh, things happened to you because uh, that you were brown and because of your race? And like well, when? Yeah, well, it made, well, I, so around the age, so I was an early reader, you know, I think I was, I read, you know, I, I all I really remember is that adults were shocked that I could read at the age that I could. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I don't know exactly how old I was, um, but I do remember um, picking up books. And uh, I remember um, my um, 
mom took me and my brothers to the library, and I picked up a book called Black Like Me. Mm-hmm. And it was a 1960s book about a white guy who engaged in some chemical um, changes uh, to, you know, make his skin darker and le- try to figure out what it meant to live as a black person. And he had a sh- some shocking, you know, awakenings mm-hmm. as he did that. And I remember um, maybe I was, I'm, I am certain that I was not in the fifth grade yet. Mm-hmm. But I was somewhere between the third and fourth grade, and I read that book, and um, it, it did it did it, it did bring forth an awakening because I, I was raised by people who had a lot of pride and a lot of dignity, and you know, so to me that was the world, mm-hmm. right? So I didn't my in many ways I, I was sheltered from the ugliness of racism. I became aware. That that my skin color and the skin color of other people was a signifier of power of inclusion at an early age. Mm-hmm. I, I realized it right, you know. And then I remember being in 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 high school, ninth grade, when uh, I actually was the holder on an extra point. I don't know if you know about football, but yeah, yeah, you know, in football, you know, when there's a the kicker is going to kick an extra point. You need somebody to hold, to, to catch the ball, and to place it. Mm-hmm. And I played other positions, but I also played that position. And I did that, and then the, the, it seemed like the defense came in fast and was going to block it, so I picked up and ran it. And then I remember the teacher, and we got in, and we got two points because I ran it in. And then the coach, uh, you know, was kind of alluded to said I was showing off and that I was uh, – acting like a fancy so-and-so, use mm-hmm. a racial term. Mm-hmm. And, and so he said I was putting the team, myself in front of the team. And, and so these, these little things that happen, right, mm-hmm. kind of shape your life, shape your view, shape your idea about the world, and, yeah. uh, you know, and they, they happen. So finally, moving on to fearless question three. How have you seen diversity impact your creative process? Well, you know, I know you're probably asking me about diversity within the racial context, mm-hmm. but I can just tell you that, ra- that diversity is just like a good idea no matter what you do because mm-hmm. what it allows, it gives you more tools, gives you more resources to solve problems. And in a world where problems can change, shift, and develop, mm-hmm. you need a diverse group of, 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 of you know, tools to call upon. So, like, if you, I mean, so in my life, you know, diversity of of just background has helped me, right? Yeah. You know, so d- just learning the fact that I was uh, that I was exposed to, you know, my family, the North, the Detroit, mm-hmm. Louisiana, the fact that I knew what it meant to be in the South and the North. Well, that's diversity, right? So yeah. I was. It gave me a certain kind of sense that just being able to know one thing one way was probably a disadvantage. Right. Mm-hmm. And we know that as a society, you know, it's a good thing if we have people who come from diverse experiences, because the one sure way to fail is if you only have a monoculture and then something that happens that that culture is not suited to address. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So, so diversity is a, is a great asset to any institution. And um, diversity is important because every institution needs people from diverse perspectives, backgrounds, points of view, and experiences in order to meet the new challenge. 
I am a strong believer in the concept of diversity, but also inclusion. Because you, mm-hmm. we can, because you can have a situation where, okay, we got our three black kids, our two Asians, we got our Hmong kid over there, we got our LGBTQ kids over there, and we have, uh, you know, uh, some boys and girls, and think we're fine. But right. what if all of those kids of color are? None of them are taking the challenging classes. None of of them are invited to be participate in a school play. None of them. I mean, they're just kind of there. You know. I mean, you know, and 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 so you know, true inclusion means that we go beyond diversity and we actually make sure that everybody is participating. And that's that's a new challenge. Yeah, we have to meet that challenge. Yeah. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to answer these questions today. Anytime. Thank you. This has been the Brand Lab's Three Fearless Questions, produced by students of the Brand Lab, who participate in classes and internships aimed at changing the face and the voice of the marketing and advertising industry. To continue this conversation, use the hashtag 3FQ and learn more at thebrandlab.org fearless.